I gave this platform to God, okay? I'm on a very specific mission. We have to identify who the real enemy is. We have to know where does this infiltration come from. The American people need a warrior that's unafraid to point out the real enemy. The American people are deserving of truth, exposure, and extreme accountability for the crimes against humanity that are being committed. We're on the brink of the complete collapse of America, while at the same time at the precipice of an amazing victory. If we want to prevent our children from facing a future bloodbath, I mean, I'm talking mass amounts of bloodshed, we need to step up and fight this war, and we need to fight it now. Uncensored. I refuse to be silenced or muzzled. Unafraid. No man will intimidate me. Unstoppable. Good evening and welcome to the Stu Peters Show. So we have recently discussed on this program the way that Joe Biden got away with the illegal and willful retention of classified documents and other documents that he wasn't legally allowed to have because the special counsel that was brought in to investigate his crimes felt sorry for him and said that a jury would too. Special counsel Robert Hur literally said, hey, Joe Biden is too demented to remember what he did with those classified documents which were found hidden at the Penn Biden Center. That's one of those idiotic little offices that universities and political donors set up so they can put a bunch of politicians and bureaucrats on a salary and then run influence operations on them. Similar to the Mossad. No different, actually. These types of centers often develop lucrative relationships with foreign governments and power brokers, making money for both the university that houses it and the people that back it, which really makes you wonder, what kind of classified documents was Biden really hiding there? And for what purpose? But the special counsel says he can't prove why Biden kept the documents and that he can't prove that it was done deliberately, even though it obviously was. Joe Biden had these classified documents mixed in with deeply personal paperwork relating to his son Bo's death, the funeral arrangements. I mean, this is obviously, obviously a deliberate attempt to hide them. And it's laughable that the special counsel expects us to believe anything else. Joe Biden's family is his own favorite scapegoat, his own favorite cover story. He loves shaking his fists at the press or at Republicans or at investigators and talking about how inappropriate they are for coming after his family. He loves using his family like a human shield. Even his dead son. It's disgraceful. That's exactly what he's doing right now with this situation. And he wasn't just doing this in Pennsylvania. No, Back in Delaware, Biden was hiding classified documents and other things that he wasn't supposed to have in his family home. You remember that infamous Corvette video? This is where the classified documents are strewn all over his family's garage. And guess what? He was hiding even more documents at the University of Delaware, where he has another outpost to run his treasonous scams. This is an established pattern of behavior. Joe Biden isn't just a habitual pervert and war criminal. He's a habitual thief of classified documents, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize he's likely using those classified documents for personal gain. And in one of the few times that House Republicans may actually know what they're talking about and should probably be listened to and taken seriously by the American people, some of them have been blowing the whistle about these documents for a while and saying Biden's actions represent a national security risk, a threat to the national security of the United States. And they're probably right. I mean, they were classified for a reason. They're still important enough to the federal government that the American people have pretty much no idea what they're actually related to, aside from Biden's time as Obama's vice president. 
And that time frame alone opens up the possibility that these documents are related to a huge number of illegal government and business dealings everywhere from China to Israel to Ukraine, just to name a few places. They, they could also implicate his son, Hunter Biden. They could implicate other members of the Biden family in more international crimes. If you can believe it being possible, there could be more international crimes. We already know that Hunter and Joe work together to leverage foreign governments and foreign plutocrats to turn the Biden vice presidency into a money-making machine. We already know that Hunter Biden has direct links to the Ukrainian criminals who were given power and status under the corrupt government that his father helped to install with Obama and George Soros and then prop up with NATO. But unless something dramatically changes, the American people will likely never know for sure the extent of what Joe Biden and his disgusting family have done to our country. Biden will likely never face justice. And if the House Republicans were really that serious, they would stop funding this illegitimate regime. They would shut down the government until the entire Biden family and entire uniparty political class faced maximum accountability for their un-American activities. But that'll never happen. Of course not. Because most, if not all, of these Republicans would be swept up in it. And they know that. So Joe Biden will get away with stealing classified documents. He'll get away with bringing his entire crime family in on the raping and pillaging of the American taxpayers and people all over the world who have fallen prey. Andriy Teloshenko is a former Ukrainian diplomat. He oversaw high-level business operations for organizations like Blue Star Strategies and has a conclusive evidence of Biden's illegal treasonous dealings with the Ukrainians, and he joins us now. Andriy, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Uh, it's a great honor and a great pleasure to be on your show. Yeah, I mean, in fact, you gave that evidence to House Republicans in 2016. But as usual, these Republicans failed to make anything of it. And so now you've become a political target. I am not only a political target. I was illegally, illegitimately and falsely sanctioned by the United States Treasury Department, by the Ukrainian government, the Zelensky regime. And I had to flee Ukraine because I was put on a kill list by the Nazi Azov Battalion, and they're hunting me down today, just because I spoke out and gave evidence to the United States Senate, the United States Congress in 2016, 17, and 2020. And this is just because going out and telling the truth on the Hunter Biden story and the Biden crime family and how they made money in Ukraine, how they made money with Ukrainian oligarchs who were investigated by the prosecutor's office and how they covered this whole up story by basically firing anybody who they wanted and putting people to jail or killing people in Ukraine who they wanted. But this is what we're facing today. This is the president of the United States and his family and his regime in Washington. What evidence do you have of Joe Biden's illegal dealings in Ukraine? Oh, the connection of how they worked through Blue Star Strategies, a so-called lobby firm, which is not just a lobby firm, it's a company that covered up the political business deals through Amos Holstein and was the intermediary, the middleman between Joe Biden, the vice president of the United States, and Hunter Biden, and the business partners, Burisma and Zlochevsky. So they were the middleman of getting everything interconnected. I would personally, personally witness their dealings in Ukraine. I personally witnessed that I was told directly by Karen Travertan uh, Karen and Sally Painter how they dealt through Amos Holstein and Joe Biden uh, to cover up Hunter Biden, gave him basically bring, bring, bring him out of 
the, the corruption uh, scandals in Ukraine and get the, the business owners Wachevsky out of the corruption scandals in Ukraine. I have emails, communications with the Blue Star Strategies, the firm, because I dealt directly with the owners and, and provide and working with Hunter Biden in Ukraine and the Burisma owners. So I gave most of that information to Congress and the Senate. But unfortunately, I got blocked by people like Romney and other senators who didn't want to hear the truth, who basically are on a payroll with the, the deep state and the Biden crime family and Obama crime family. What motivated you to come forward with this? I mean, the United States claims that you're a Russian asset, are you? If I was, I think I would be uh, in Russia today and just be happy where I am. But I'm around the world. I cannot get a job and, and, and get a normal life back because I came out with this because I saw what it was dealing and where it was going to with my country. How my country, Ukraine, was used in this by people from the White House administration. Uh, and they were telling the Ukrainian government officials what to do, what case to close, what case to open, who to fire, who to hire. And I saw this and I saw where it was going to come to the destruction of my country, Ukraine today, which is being used by the deep state in Washington as a battlefield to fight a proxy war with Russia. And this started with a, a corruption scandal. It started because the, nobody basically put a lid on this and nobody stopped this. And it continued, continued, and continued into something more dramatic to what we see today, almost a World War III situation, just because it was not punished at the right time. I tried to come out at, at the right time to say, this is wrong, because when I saw that it was wrong, I saw this not only from working with the Blue Star Strategies company, I saw it while I was working in the Prosecutor General's office. I was the advisor to the Attorney General of Ukraine, Prosecutor General of Ukraine, and I saw this, how the U.S. Embassy in Kiev, the U.S. Ambassador in Kiev, Yovanovitch, Pyatt, George Kent, came, and Newland came to tell how to cover up the Hunter Biden story and did not let us investigate. How they fired the Prosecutor General Shokin just because they said he didn't do his job, he was corrupt, which he wasn't. He just went after the Biden crime family. This was, I personally witnessed all this information, and I gave this under testimony to the Senate, uh, Republicans and Democrats, which they then, they were happy when I got sanctioned. Not the Republicans, but basically Senator Wyden, his people. Chris Murphy wrote articles and, and tweets that, thank God, Lajinko got sanctioned. This is, they went not after people like Dirk Hatch, who they connected me to, saying that he's a Russian agent. They were happy they sanctioned me, because I was the only witness, credible witness, who came with the right evidence, with the credible evidence, my personal email communication, my personal phone communication, and my witness, personal witness testimony, which I personally saw and gave it under oath to the Senate and Congress. I met with Congressman Nunes in 2019. I told them all this whether this was happening. I was not hurt. Unfortunately, I was not hurt. And I wish I, I maybe it will come up today again. This is what I'm witnessing today in the Congress. Yeah, because anybody who tries to tell the truth about Ukraine, the truth about Biden, the truth about Western elites dealing in Europe, runs the risk of being shut down. You're on a kill list and they mean it. They killed an American journalist. Uh, th they tortured him, and then they killed him. We told the BBC about six months to a year ago that this war in Ukraine is fake, and that the motivations for this war are completely made up. Who's responsible for this war, and why are they doing it? This war is going back not to 2022, when it originally everybody says it started. It's going back... 30 years ago, when Ukraine just got its independence, when the deep state, together with the so-called diaspora, the Ukrainians living in Canada and the United States, who fought with the Nazis and with their, with their were Nazi collaborators, UNUPA, 
when all saw uh, they are financing, basically promoting this neo-Nazis and fascism in Ukraine, or these neo-Nazi groups. And it, then it basically got promoted more and more after the first revolution, the Orange Revolution. They were financing it through the Secret Service of Ukraine, the right sector was promoted by the Secret Service of Ukraine, these organizations. And after the coup of 2014, the Maidan of 2014, when Nguyen was giving away the cookies, she was responsible for all this. It, that's when it got really the basic turbo regime, where this, I was advisor to the first deputy prime minister overseeing the intelligence and uh, law enforcement in Ukraine and the military. And I, I had documents on my hands showing how Azov, the right sector, and all these neo-Gratzi groups were coordinated by the Security Service of Ukraine together with the CIA, the Georgetown Foundation, and they were promoting this hatred within Ukraine. So th it was all brought in, this hatred towards Russians, the hatred towards our neighbors, one nation, which we are, we have a history back thousands of years ago, and got promoted to destroy it from within. The, the forming of the new so-called church ocu which is fake and supported by the deep state and the, the state department under pompeo it was all a process to destroy ukrainians from the roots of russia working as a, one nation and bring them apart and put hatred in, into them then the donbass war started with uh, the visit of the director of city brennan to kiev and he and him giving an order to start going and just fighting against the people of donbass to the Ukrainian army officials, and that I was present during that meeting. So this war, it didn't start 2022, it started with the help of the United States deep state government, and together with the neo-Nazi groups and the security service of Ukraine at that time, together with the Central Intelligence Agency, and brought the, the hatred towards Russians from Ukrainians. And that's what brought the war to Ukraine and basically made Ukraine a battlefield for all these the military industrial complex which is using this situation today to make more money on this Zelensky is just a puppet on all this ukraine never wanted to fight war with russia when ukraine got its independence it was supposed to be a neutral country and nobody had any issues with towards russians the in last 20 years ago nobody had issues towards russia 10 years ago nobody had issues towards a lot russia. of people that settled in russia. ukraine were ethnic russians a lot of my mother is she's, she's ethnic russian my grandfather is from Crimea. My my father is Ukrainian. So there are mixed these interconnected groups. There's, they were living together. They had no issues between each other. Today, that issue is a, basically a propaganda brought into Ukraine, brought by the coup in 2014, brought not only promoted these groups to work like Azov, the right sector, the anti fascist groups to work with the government to work with them, but the government is them. Zelensky, they say, is is Jewish, so he cannot promote neo-fascism or neo-Nazism. That's a lie. He's just a puppet controlled by it. And he's basically having Azov, the right sector, officially military organizations within the military of Ukraine. So they're officially within the military of Ukraine, working together with the government and the Ukrainian army. They can, and the Bandera officially is a neo-Nazi collaborator by the Nuremberg trial, is a hero of, the, of Ukraine. So Ukraine, they built the new Ukraine, which they wanted to build, with hatred towards Russia and built on a neo-fascism grounds. We had our heroes. We had our kings, we support our Tsars. We were part of the Russian empire for 300 years and more. We were formed from, from the Kiev Rus christened together with the, the, the Rus and the Russians thousands of years ago. It all went from a long, long history, which today is somebody's trying to destroy 
for their own good. And it's the deep state in Washington. I'm not saying all America is behind this because a lot of Americans don't want this war to happen. But I'm saying that people today, like the Biden administration, Obama, they promoted this war. They, they are behind this war. And they're making money on this together with the military industrial complex. You know, from where I sit, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. From where I sit, they propagandize the entire planet. Vladimir Putin is a bad guy. He's a bad guy. He's the boogeyman. He's dangerous. He has nukes. He's aggressive. Okay, then they had to propagandize the Ukrainians to feel the same way about Russia and about Vladimir Putin. Even ethnic Russians were supposed to hate their motherland, hate their own country. Then they lie about the events of the war. So they lied about the causes of the war. Vladimir Putin woke up one day and just decided to go and conquer Ukraine. So then they lie about the events of the war, right? The ghost of Kiev and the bombing of maternity wards. Vladimir Putin, from where we sit, looks like he was trying to send aid to Ukrainians that were trying to flee, but they were being killed by the Ukrainians, by these Azov Nazis. The Azov Nazis were committing war crimes. They were targeting the families of Russian soldiers. They were eating Russian soldiers. Zelensky shut off and banned opposition television channels that were trying to report on the truth. He had political opponents ousted after the 2014 violent coup, all of that. But in more recent times, he had political opponents ousted, threatened, put on a kill list, and murdered. This is all because of the expansion of NATO. This is the power structure, the NATO world that the United States has a vested interest in through the funding of NGOs, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, and these missile testing sites, the fat cats in the D.C. Beltway, and enriching and empowering and moving forward this one world governance, this new world order, this Agenda 2030, whatever you want to call it, the Great Reset. But the man that's standing in the way of that is Vladimir Putin, because Putin is a Russian nationalist who cares about the interests of his people. He's an Orthodox Christian who's saying, no, I don't want NATO expanded further east. You've broken that promise over and over again. And the reason why I don't want that is because NATO was an organization that was set up for one purpose, and that's to fight Russia. Vladimir Putin kicked the Rothschild criminal central bankers out of his country, which is the biggest threat to the military industrial complex. So they need regime change. They need Vladimir Putin gone. They need a reason to fight a war with Russia. That is the point here, because he's the man that's standing in the way of ushering in this one world governance. Am I crazy or is that accurate? That's accurate, because Vladimir Putin basically put uh, the national interests of his country first. He, he didn't want his country to be cut apart and destroyed. He let the oligarchs, let them out of the country, let them go out, which were supported by the foreign governments like United States, Europe, uh, Berzovsky. They fled because they were the ones who were the puppets for the foreign governments to seize up all the assets in Russia and sell them to ExxonMobil and large companies around the world. He's, he said no. And they, that's what they, they are angry at him. That's what they want this war, this war to continue. Because they are angry that he supports his national interests. They want to cut Russia up. That's what Brzezinski wrote. And there's more, there's more evidence of that, too, because Biden just rejected a peace offering from Russia that would have frozen this Russo-Ukrainian war dead in its tracks. This war could have ended in last year, in 2022, in Istanbul, if it wasn't for Biden and Johnson who basically came up and said no to Zelensky, don't sign the peace deals, even even his government officials signed them. This war could have ended if Ukraine, the Minsk agreements, the Minsk Accords promoted them, and with the ones they signed and ratified in the United Nations, if they would agree to them and supported them. This war would never start. We would get Donbass. Ukraine would have Donbass back as an autonomy, and we would be one big country living without a war. 
We could have stopped this. We could have stopped this without negotiations a month before uh, February 24, 2022, which Yermak, all the Zelensky regime officials were there. They didn't agree this on this because Washington didn't let them. This war is all not coordinated by Zelensky. He has no word and right to say into this at all. He's just a puppet making money. They let him make money on this. It's all coordinated by the Obama-Biden administration and by London. These are the coordinators of this. The Anglo-Saxon world wants Ukraine and Russia to fight because they thought this will topple the regime. This is what Brzezinski wrote. This will that this might destroy Russia and cut it apart if two Slavic nations fight between each other. And this is what they led to. Belarus, they couldn't buy off because they have a strong government. Georgia, they tried to do the war there, but the people understood that something's wrong there. They didn't let the, that government to go into this war battlefield. The only country from the post-Soviet world and the only Slavic country that sold off was Ukraine. Unfortunately, Ukraine was sold off in our country, not only just the deep state in Washington, but our government, our regime, it was responsible for this because they let this happen. And they let this war break through between one nation, one country, one orthodox religion. These soldiers are fighting swearing one in one language they're fighting with each other speaking in russian swearing russian they're praying in russian uh, in the, on the battlefield and from both sides so this is a tragedy a war between two brothers this has to stop and america i i asked the congressman don't send money the bloody money to ukraine send diplomats get your act together investigate biden what we talked about and on ukraine Work on Ukraine by sending diplomats, not $60 billion. Send us the, the right to get our country back and get peace. Don't let the Biden administration ruin and destroy our country more. Because uh, the more money you give, the more fuel you put in, into the flames, the more people die. 600,000 Ukrainian soldiers are dead. 600,000. How much more do you have to put into the ground until this war stops? A million, two million, million? This is it doesn't worth six sixty billion dollars. This a person's life is worth more than anything else in this world. And I, as a Ukrainian, I want my country at least to be what's left of it. To we could rebuild it and not, don't let it be destroyed. It's being held captive by the United yes, States, by the deep state, by the CIA, by the military-industrial complex. They have to keep the war going so that they can bury the corruption there. What about the bioweapons labs that are there? that are there doing gain-of-function research so they can deploy more COVID-19-type weapons of bio-warfare across the face of the planet. God only they knows are. how many lives could have been saved. The biolabs, they're there. As being advisor to the First Deputy Prime Minister, I oversaw some of the documents that were going through, and there were biolabs in the Odessa region in south of Ukraine in the, by the Danube River where there's thousands of birds, thousands of migration of birds going through that area, and they're collecting all that bio uh, chemicals and, 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 and bio uh, uh, degrees from the birds and mixing together into a weapon, into diseases that cannot be fought off by antibiotics or medicine that we have today on the ground. And it's all being kept in terrible situation and all being kept in storages, which is basically old and not renovated. So what would happen next if something breaks out? Who will be responsible for this? And unfortunately, they're using my country. They're using the land of my country to do this. They're, set, they're building biolabs. They're collecting all this bio dirt and making biochemical weapons on, the, on, in, on my land and testing them in my land. They're sending uranium-plated 
weapons, which are basically putting, it's all being radiated in the land in Ukraine. You cannot ever use it anymore for thousands of years. This is what America is giving to Ukraine. They're giving us weapons that are banned by all the international laws. And they are the ones who are fighting for freedom. Where's the peace? Where's the good? Where's where's the stopping in all this? When is going to end? What is the result in this? My question, what is the result? What is the win in this? We cannot win a nuclear nation. What they want is a one world governance. And the way that they get it is through fear. The way that they get it is by unleashing viruses, viruses. And then entities like the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, NATO come in, they control the entire world population, because they're, they're telling you that your kids are going to die if you don't submit to them. And now, in order to uphold the bio labs, in order to keep this war going, an entire generation of Ukrainians and Russians will continue being tossed into the meat grinder. And if Biden gets his way and he manages to hold on to the White House in a fake 2024 election, Americans will likely join them. It's completely evil. Andrei Teloshenko, I've got to go. I, I want to have you back again sometime very soon. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you very much. God bless. We say it all the time on this program. We don't have a government. No, we have a rogue, murderous corporate crime syndicate. We don't have any representation in Washington, D.C. But look around. Banks all over the place are collapsing. And then they're getting bailed out. And who's paying for that? You are. Biden says taxpayers won't pay. Well, how do those banks get that money? The Fed prints the money to cover the losses, which will cause more inflation. Or they just get the money from the Treasury. Either way, you're paying for it. So what can two average Joes like you and I even do about it? Simple. Protect your wealth with physical gold and silver, just like so many other Americans and banks are doing right now, just like I'm doing. I get my gold and silver from Gold Co. Call them today, please, 855-706-GOLD. Learn how to protect your savings with gold and silver. Again, that number is 855-706-GOLD. Call Gold Co. today, 855-706-GOLD. Let's face it, there is a low testosterone epidemic in our generation. The food that men are eating, the lives that men are living, are lowering testosterone levels at alarming rates. Men in the 21st century have the lowest testosterone levels in history, and simply put, most men are not the men the generations before us were. If you're feeling run down, if you're experiencing weight gain, just feeling generally less energetic, these are often telltale signs of low testosterone. If you think that you may or know that you do have low test, there is a solution. Man's Edge is an all-in-one general health and testosterone-boosting supplement from Neutronics Labs. The proprietary formula of Man's Edge offers much more than a standard testosterone booster, combining fenugreek, IGF-1, and other clinically-backed ingredients. Now, studies have shown that men taking fenugreek experienced a whopping 46% increase in testosterone levels, and that's just one of the powerhouse ingredients in Man's Edge. Unlike other products on the market, Man's Edge has a patented liposome delivery system, ensuring up to 98% absorption versus just 20-30% to of powders and pills. For a limited time, Neutronics Labs is offering a great deal on Man's Edge. Buy one bottle of Man's Edge and get a second bottle absolutely free. That's buy one, get one absolutely free. Just visit getigf1.com or click the link on our show notes and make men men again with Man's Edge. Again, that's getigf1.com. I would like to reserve this book in your name. It's called No Grid Survival Project, and inside you'll find 75 ingenious do-it-yourself projects that can help you to protect your own family, not only from long-term blackouts or after an EMP, but also in times of economic crisis, riots, hyperinflation, hurricanes, civil war, martial law, or any other unforeseen events that may come our way. This book, 
The immediate payoff of having these projects is that they make you independent, self-sufficient on your own property. You don't want to depend on the government or anyone else for your basic needs. You'll discover things like how to make water out of thin air, the long-lasting survival foods that you can make at home, automatic backyard traps and alarms for looters and intruders, a pressurized rainwater harvester, EMP-proof survival generators, the self-sustaining greenhouse, a simple device that can keep you off of FEMA's radar, do-it-yourself, no-grid air conditioning unit, and a whole lot more. Yes, air conditioning units. Do-it-yourself. The immediate payoff of having these projects is that they make you independent and self-sufficient on your own property. You don't want to depend on anybody else. Go to nogridprojects.com slash stew and take advantage of a 75% discount. This book right here, and this offer won't be available for long. That's nogridprojects.com slash stew. Welcome back. So the assault on Christianity and the assault on the teachings of the Bible is the greatest threat faced by our nation, and the whole world for that matter. And it has been since the very beginning. You know, for decades now, there's this undeniable public campaign against Christianity that's been waged against the American people, with our religion being ripped out of public life, ripped out of schools, ripped out of the workplace, and treated like a laughingstock in the entertainment sector that millions of Americans dump their money into, which just so happens to be dominated by Marxist Jews. And no, that's not anti-Semitic, that's fact. And now there's a surprisingly simple remedy for all of this. And that's the idea that anything that goes against God's word should be identified and tossed out immediately, eradicated. It must be destroyed. But sometimes, and with an increasing frequency as we get deeper into spiritual warfare, perversions of God's word come cloaked in the garb of Christianity. They come cloaked in the garb of good intentions. Fake Christians try to manipulate us and seize upon our faith and our desire to follow God's word, and then they use it against us. All of this is oftentimes mostly tied into political or cultural agendas that can be stoked by the use of religion. And it's been surprisingly successful, even roping in good, principled people of faith with emotional manipulation. It's a psyop. It's a lie. Like almost everything else created by man. A great example of this is one of the most viral ads from this year's Super Bowl. It's the He Gets Us ad. Take a look. Don't ask me. What you know is true Don't have to tell you I love your precious heart I I was standing You were there Two worlds colliding And they could never tear us apart Now, the people behind that ad claim to be spreading the gospel with a multi-million dollar primetime ad campaign. But the ads have been slammed, and rightfully so, for spreading a watered-down, pro-gay, pro-abortion, and frankly, anti-white version of Christianity. 
It's like an American social justice warrior version of the liberation theology employed by communists in the third world. This entire ad consists of Christians washing the feet of people like the Black Lives Matter rioters who burnt down homes and businesses, killed innocent people, assassinated cops, burnt down churches, and washing the feet of abortionists and homosexuals. And, you know, it should definitely be noted that at no point in the commercial did a black person wash a white person's feet. It was obviously deliberate. This was a message to white Christians. You need to bow down right now. It was a message that was cloaked in fake Christianity. You need to bow down. Think about that. An iconic American moment that defines us to the rest of the world is the Super Bowl, and we can't even get Christianity depicted correctly in our ads. In fact, our ads defame the truths of the gospel. It's blasphemous. The messaging of the ad is clear. It's targeting any Christian who actually lives life with a biblical worldview. It's calling it a form of hate. If you read the Bible and you apply God's principles to your life, and you honor him in everything that you do, then you are a hateful person. We don't bow to these people. No, we bow to God. If he calls us to wash the feet of those in need, we'll do it. But we won't grovel to the people who dedicate their lives to mocking God, to mocking the birth and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We won't bend over backward and continue to cede ground in this country that was built by God-fearing Christians, a nation founded under God. And let's remember, as this viral post pointed out, Jesus washed the feet of Judas, but he still sent him to hell. We pray for those influenced by this, and we just want to remind you, be steadfast in God's truth. That's not hate. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Isabella Maria DeLuca joins us now. Um, you, you've been all over the place talking about this. I mean, this is a blasphemous ad meant to make white Christian people look like they are hateful so that then they can censor speech about God's word as hate speech. Yeah, I mean, you know, the last 10 to 15 years, there's definitely been this war that's been waged on Christianity. And I feel like the last few years, we're seeing more and more of that. They don't even try and hide it anymore. Um, you know, we've seen the last, even this past summer, you've had drag queens in churches, you've had drag shows in churches, you have pride flags in churches, you've had people come out, pastors and preachers saying that God is non-binary, non trans, all these things. And so this Super Bowl ad is just another depiction of how our society has been able to and gotten away with mocking and perversing Christianity. And so you almost have to ask yourself how we got to this place how is the American church at a position where the entire world is able to make a laughing stock out of Christianity? You don't see it with Islam. You don't see it with the Jews. You only see it with Christianity. Um, you know, the Super Bowl ad is something that I didn't see on the Super Bowl. I saw it on my Twitter timeline. Um, once I had posted about it, I mean, it was really appalling, but also eye-opening to see the amount of Christians that were defending something that was just so openly blasphemous. Yeah. Uh, and we got to this point with, you know, propaganda and continuous watering down. And God remind us about being lukewarm. So where are God's people that won't pick up the sword and fight against stuff like this, as commanded by God, by the way? Jesus flipped yeah. tables. I mean, 
The, mm -hmm. this, this turn the cheek nonsense and this wear your mask is the loving thing to do and go get your booster shot and you know Israel is the holy land and Jews are God's chosen people and these pastors are preaching this from the pulpit leading their flocks directly to the lake of fire. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's been crazy to see like the amount of Christians, like I mentioned, that have been justifying. Michael Knowles was someone that who justified this. And the main reason that I'm seeing that people are justifying this is they're like, oh, well, you know, this ad is to appeal to secular liberals. So if this brings someone to Christ, then so be it. But that just like defeats the entire purpose of Christianity. You're essentially lying to people to get them to convert. And the truth is, is that if you are a preacher and your message is appealing to people who get abortions, it's appealing to transgender people, it's appealing to a gay man, then you are not preaching the gospel. You're preaching the gospel according to your feelings. And like you said, we're not called to be lukewarm. And God says he spits those people out of their mouth. And so we're seeing a completely watered down version of Christianity. This is not something that is just happening. This is something that's been happening the last few years. The church has been silent on a number of issues. And the truth is that we can't speak out in the face of evil. We're not going to be able to do it when real stuff is going on. What do you suppose is the agenda here? Why are they doing this? What's the end game? What's the benchmark for success for the people who are putting ads out like this, lying to people? I feel like they know that God is the one true living God. Like I said, you don't see them doing this with any other religion. I feel like they're threatened by Christianity. And so this is kind of their ploy to kind of water it down and destroy it from the inside out. And I feel like that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, they, I mean, the churches are doing it themselves. It's not like people from the outside are coming in and, you know, ruining it or trying to destroy Christianity. It's starting within the church. Yeah. These pastors are watering the sin of sinners mm -hmm. rather than snuffing it out and drowning it and starving it from any nutrients so that it dies because we're supposed to be more Christ-like every day. So we identify the sin, we hit our face, we repent, we ask God for forgiveness, and we try to be sinless. We're, not, we're never going to be. We will always fall short of the glory of God. But watering the sin by saying, you know what, it's okay to be a homosexual. No, it is not. Repent and walk away from that lifestyle or you're going to hell for an eternity where your soul will be burning. Yeah, I will I mean, say, I started reading a book on Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was a theologian, a pastor, and essentially a martyr during World War II Nazi Germany. And, you know, during the face of evil during Nazi Germany, a lot of churches were completely silent. And so Dietrich and uh, other groups of pastors started stepping in. Um, it ultimately cost him his life. And so I feel like you ask the Christian today, like, is it wrong to be gay? And they will not even tell you nine times out of 10, they will not even give you a straightforward no answer. It's not okay. They'll do the runaround. They're worried about making people comfortable. They're worried about not offending people. We do not have Christians in this country today that will speak out against what is wrong. They will not stand up for what is right. They fear man more than they fear God. And I think that is a huge, huge problem that will definitely cost us in a few years. Well, there are two of us right here. And I, I will absolutely not stop. I know that you're not stopping. Uh, you've got an amazing Instagram. I was going through it the other day. Uh, although, yes, of course, we're both. I can't go live on Instagram till March 15th. I'm on a timeout uh, because I said something that offended, offended people who uh, lie to us about the Holocaust being the cause of World War II and so on and so forth. The numbers, they're all fake. Uh, very factual, but doesn't matter. You cannot say that. Uh, that's hate speech. Uh, Christianity is becoming hate speech. Guess what? You can censor me all you want to, but you can't stop the spread of the gospel. That's what's going to happen. Jesus Christ is seeking us. He's going to find you if he wants you, and he wants all of us. He loves us. He's the perfect father. Uh, Isabella, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. God bless you. Thanks so much. God bless. We say it all the time on this program. 
We don't have a government. No, we have a rogue, murderous corporate crime syndicate. We don't have any representation in Washington, D.C. But look around. Banks all over the place are collapsing. And then they're getting bailed out. And who's paying for that? You are. Biden says taxpayers won't pay. Well, how do those banks get that money? The Fed prints the money to cover the losses, which will cause more inflation, or they just get the money from the Treasury. Either way, you're paying for it. So what can two average Joes like you and I even do about it? Simple. Protect your wealth with physical gold and silver, just like so many other Americans and banks are doing right now, just like I'm doing. I get my gold and silver from Gold Co. Call them today, please, 855-706-GOLD. Learn how to protect your savings with gold and silver. Again, that number is 855-706-GOLD. Call Gold Co. today, 855-706-GOLD. Do you know if you're getting enough magnesium? Yeah, because four out of every five Americans just aren't. And that's a big problem because magnesium is involved in more than 300 biochemical reactions in your body. So today I want to talk to you about the most common signs to look for that could indicate you're magnesium deficient. Listen carefully to the end because I have a special offer happening right now and this could be exactly what you need. Here we go. Are you irritable or anxious? Lots of people probably would say yes. Do you struggle with insomnia? Uh, in current times, who isn't? Do you experience muscle cramps or muscle twitches? Do you have high blood pressure? Are you sometimes constipated? I mean, there are just dozens of symptoms of magnesium deficiency, and these are just a few of the most common ones. And here's what people don't know. Taking magnesium, just any magnesium supplement, won't solve your problems because most supplements use these cheap kinds that your body can't use or absorb. And that's why I exclusively recommend Magnesium Breakthrough. Why? Well, it's the only full-spectrum magnesium supplement with the seven most critical and unique forms of magnesium that your body can actually use and absorb. All Bioptimizer supplements are best in class. Now, if for some reason you feel differently, you get a full refund, no questions asked. They're so confident they offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. Magnesium is extremely important. Go to magbreakthrough.com slash stewpeters. Again, magbreakthrough.com slash stewpeters. And use Stu Peters till you get extra gifts with your purchase, up to two travel size bottles of Magnesium Breakthrough. So act fast. It's a limited time offer. Again, magbreakthrough.com slash stewpeters. I really wish I didn't have to bring you more concerning news, especially if you're dealing with gum bleeding or teeth issues or bad breath. Let me just ask you, do you know the exact ingredients that your toothpaste contains? Probably not. This might come as a real shock, but a lot of these toothpaste brands are detergent-based. So that means that these toothpastes are trying to remove grime off of your teeth using the same aggressive procedures that bleach uses to remove stains off of your white t-shirt. Sounds healthy. So because of all of this, the toxic ingredients in these common dental products like SLS or sodium fluoride are wiping out the population of good bacteria in your mouth. So in turn, that means this allows the bad bacteria to take over and eat at your gums and teeth. It actually explains why teeth can strive for thousands of years outside of the mouth while in our mouths they get ruined by plain chocolate. Good news. ProDentum is a completely natural and 100% effective probiotic candy created by Dr. Drew Sutton. It gathers five scientifically proven extra strong strains, combining a total of 3.5 billion good bacteria into one revolutionary probiotic soft candy that rebuilds your oral flora, allowing you to regain your smile. The soft probiotic candy has already been tried by more than 150,000 people with amazing results. It's time to put an end to all of your gum and teeth problems. Find out more about ProDentum by going to ProDentum.com slash stew. Again, that's ProDentum.com slash stew. I gave this platform to God, okay? I'm on a very specific mission. We have to identify who the real enemy is. 
We have to know where does this infiltration come from. The American people need a warrior that's unafraid to point out the real enemy. The American people are deserving of truth, exposure, and extreme accountability for the crimes against humanity that are being committed. We're on the brink of the complete collapse of America, while at the same time at the precipice of an amazing victory. If we want to prevent our children from facing a future bloodbath, I mean, I'm talking mass amounts of bloodshed, we need to step up and fight this war, and we need to fight it now. Uncensored. I refuse to be silenced or muzzled. Unafraid. No man will intimidate me. Unstoppable. No more candidates. Another William Wallace is what we need. Welcome back to the Stu Peters Show. So undercover agents aren't just in Hollywood spy films. No, they're all around us. We've spoken to John Kiriakou. John shared that Israeli intelligence agents walk all over American soil all the time. And in fact, are integrated with our FBI and with our CIA. Our government and its partners use a vast net of intelligence and law enforcement operations based all around the world, not only to keep track of information, but to control it. You see, tyrants throughout history have agreed. The best way to control an event, or the best way to control a series of events, is to control the information that may incite action, or the information that can be manipulated to control public perception and, to some degree, control the writing of history. And so, to do this, the feds bring in an army of human assets who are mostly used for data collection. The FBI calls them a confidential human source and describes them as, quote, Any individual who is believed to be providing useful and credible information to the FBI or any authorized information collection activity and from whom the FBI expects or intends to obtain additional useful and credible information in the future. End quote. But sometimes they do jobs in the field as well. Sometimes they commit violent crimes. Sometimes they even get people killed. And when they do, it's all covered up or they're just let off the hook entirely. Under federal law, FBI and other federal assets can be given wide-reaching immunity as long as the crimes that they commit can be classified as part of their job duties. So this type of activity conjures up images of people like, oh, I don't know, Ray Epps, who went onto the Capitol grounds on January 6th to encourage protesters to enter the Capitol and commit acts of violence, and then got defended by the corporate media and by federal government employees for years before finally getting slapped with some misdemeanor charge when it became too obvious that Epps was of many feds at the Capitol on J6. And as we recently covered on this program, even now, more than three years after the January 6th protests, we're still learning more about the depth of the federal operations that day. We were recently joined by Derek Evans, January 6th political prisoner turned into a congressional candidate in West Virginia. Derek walked us through footage of a suspected Fed plant who pulled out a revolver, climbed up on some scaffolding, and fired two shots into the air outside of the Capitol in front of hundreds of thousands of people just before the police turned on the crowd and started killing people. Well, now we'll hear from another congressional candidate, this time from Ohio's 2nd District. uh, Derek Myers is with us. Uh, Derek, thank you so much. We appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. You recently claimed that a video that you posted to X... uh, that this guy was working as, a, as an FBI asset in the years prior to January 6th. Yeah, that's right. I was. And it's not something I'm proud to admit, but it's something that the American people deserves to know. So you worked as a federal informant. That's correct. So you were approached by the FBI. You were asked about coming back to work for them and go undercover in D.C. in the following month at the January 6th Stop the Steal rally. 
That's right. At the time, I didn't know it was a stop the steal rally. They just told me that it was an event taking place in D.C. I've since learned, of course, that that is exactly what the assignment was. So you were going to get paid by the FBI? $450 a day. So you previously worked as an asset. You were going to get paid $450 a day to do what exactly? Uh, to infiltrate anybody that was organizing this event up until the event, uh, gain their confidence, uh, find out what their plans are, their motivations are, and even help plant ideas and radicalize them going up to the event. And then, of course, when the event took place, uh, participate in the event, uh, be literally shoulder to shoulder next to them, uh, antagonizing them, making things much more violent and worse than what they were supposed to be. That That's the assignment. So what is your end goal here? I mean, for, for coming out and telling the world, yep, I was an FBI plant. Uh, what, what are you looking to accomplish here? When I initially got into the program, I accepted the assignment under the fact that I thought I was doing great good and protecting my country. I thought I was keeping people that were radicalized or were domestic terrorists from doing harm. I started out uh, going after Antifa, and we did a great job at infiltrating them. I thought we were doing a successful a uh, great thing and due diligence for our country by protecting them by going after that organization. My assignments quickly changed. And then as President Trump became president, I got recruited uh, the first year that President Trump was president. So as I became uh, more familiar and more integrated in the program, uh, my assignments started to shift more towards from left wing to right wing organizations that the FBI had deemed domestic terrorist organizations. Uh, so at that point, I started to feel a little uncomfortable, but proceeded on with my assignments. Anyhow, I, I, I ultimately was deactivated come around 2020 and was reapproached at the latter part of 2020 to see if I wanted to go back uh, on assignment. Uh, and, and it's important to note that once you're deactivated by an agent, uh, you're rarely reactivated by that same agent. So it's a different agent that will approach you uh, knowing your skills and asking if they can utilize you and soliciting you for assignment. And that's exactly what happened in this case. Uh, ultimately, I did not go forward with the January uh, assignment, uh, but I've now since learned that it was the stop the steel rally. So uh, I came for I came forward because I came forward because the American people, they deserve to know the truth. It really upset me a great deal watching the FBI director get onto the House floor and lie to Representative Clay Higgins uh, that there simply just was not human assets in the field that day. I know for a fact that they were. I'm still in contact with other human assets that are still activated today, friends that I made throughout the program that I know for a fact were there that day. So for me to sit here and look at the American people and allow the FBI director to skirt or lie is just simply unacceptable when I'm trying to run to represent the people. And one day I could be sitting on that side of the congressional aisle or the bench and asking the FBI director those very same questions, knowing for a fact that he's not being honest to the American people. I simply could not stand silent any longer. You're the guy that filed the ethics complaint against Representative George Santos, right? I was. And that was, that's what led to ultimately taking him down. It was Article 1, Section 3 was part of the uh, part of the uh, paperwork. And yes. that, that complaint is really what led Congress to vote to expel him. It was in Section 3 of, of the expulsion paperwork, correct? So you're, you're coming out. You want everybody to know a lot of things about you. You want to be transparent with the American people. So there's been some other reporting out there about you related to that situation in the AP, for instance, where they say that you tried to bribe Santos Operations Director Vish Burra for a job. Is that true? No, that's that's not how it went down. Um, Vish needed some money for some food. So I wasn't activated with the FBI at the immediate time when I got employed or was offered employment by George Santos's office. Well, did you bribe? Um, did you bribe Vish Burra? The AP makes no, it pretty I, clear that he didn't ask for the money. They say that it was unsolicited, that you just started transferring him money. 
That's correct. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's, you know, the truth is what it is. And the truth was, Vish was hard up for money. He needed some food money. And that's exactly what the money was for. He he did fully repay me back for that money. And it was a loan. The ethics committee tried to turn it into something that it wasn't. It, it was not a bribe. Vish needed a few hundred bucks to get through. I think it was like $1,200 I gave him throughout a course of a couple of weeks. Um, and, and quite frankly, the, the actual uh, memo in the Venmo transactions was food. Uh, because that's exactly what it was for. It's for him to get food. Congressional aides only get paid once a month. So throughout the month of January, Vish wasn't receiving any money. He had just moved from New York. Uh, Vish is a is a great uh, person. Uh, he's very heavy in the MAGA movement. I was just simply trying to help the guy out. So it's unsolicited. You send him money. You say that he paid you back. And he it did. Was he for paid food. me back in full. Yes. Okay. So this ethics complaint that ended George Santos's term in Congress right after it started that's pretty much what's responsible for the Republicans having a one-person majority in Congress right now. I mean, don't you think it's kind of strange how you've gone from getting a Republican kicked out of Congress to running for Congress yourself as a Republican in that span of less than one year? So I think it's, I think it's important to note that George got himself kicked out of Congress for his own actions. Um, when we look at the overall complaint uh, that was part of the resolution that got George expelled, there were multiple allegations. My allegation was just one that was uh, accused uh, uh, against him. In fact, George had about 20 minutes on the House floor right before his expulsion vote to defend himself. And one of the things that he argued was that the part of the resolution, which is Article 1, Section 3, that mentions uh, what he had done to me, he wanted that section actually removed. So he spent six minutes of his 20 minutes defending himself, arguing that that part should have been removed. Because it is quite honest here. I mean, we have to be honest. The paperwork is what it is. The Ethics Committee found that that the complaint was that's, not. That's what we're uh, asking to do here is just be honest, because, you know, obviously we have a one person majority in a Republican led Congress that can barely impeach Mayorkas, who is activating a physical invasion, a treasonous military style invasion at our southern border. So, you know, with your being activated and then the attempt to reactivate you in the FBI, I mean, I have to ask, is this what you were sent to Congress to do? Is this why you got a job in the Santos office? No, uh, when I went to the Santos office, it indeed was was to work on the Congressional Hill. Now, I did end up ultimately having contact with the FBI to see uh, what interest they may have had in the Santos office once we found out that George had been allegedly committing some crimes. Uh, so that information was passed on to the FBI. Uh, and, and I will ad freely admit that up until last year, I, I was passing information on to the FBI uh, from George Santos's office. Absolutely. That is the truth. But George got himself expelled. George lied to the American people. He lied to his voter base. He stole money and, and he used it for Botox and OnlyFans and, and a, much, a bunch of other things. So the George stuff that you gave stuff. to the FBI from the Santos office, did anyone instruct you? I mean, were, were you working for Democrats? Were you working for the FBI? Were you working for Israel? Did anyone pay you? Did they ask you to go to Washington and disrupt the GOP majority? No, no, no one ever asked me to go to Washington. I went to Washington to, to definitively seek a job, uh, and, and that's exactly what was offered to me. Once I got inside the Santos office, I was became aware of some illegal doings. Are there any other members of Congress that you think should be replaced with Democrats? Uh, no, I don't think any member of Congress should be replaced with a Democrat. I mean, we've got a slim majority, uh, and we, we don't need any more Democrats in Congress. Absolutely not. So, no, I don't think there should be anyone that should be in place. But I can say here and tell you right now that for anyone to say that there are not undercover field operatives working inside 
the Hill right now, it would just simply be blind. There are aides and maybe even members of Congress themselves that are working for the FBI right now, Democrats and Republicans. So anyone to say that this could not happen yet again, it's just simply, it's a false narrative. Uh, it, we could see an investigation or indictment come down tomorrow for some member of Congress because they've had somebody undercover in their office working. So, nobody, the, so nobody paid you to go in and do this. And you, you would obviously be willing up to, to open up your bank accounts and show everybody that you, you weren't paid for that and that you're still not being paid actively to do any of this because I mean, we, we like to describe exactly how Washington DC works. It works with a bunch of sketchy guys taking bribes, bouncing in and out of congressional offices. It just does. It's a fact. Everyone knows it. Is that, is that true? So, so the FBI is, is no longer paying me. Obviously I've came public about what they've done and what I've done. So uh, they, they've disenfranchised and disassociated themselves with me. And as I've done so with them, I, I wouldn't accept an assignment for them today if they came to me. And I could certainly tell you based on coming public that they're, they're probably not very pleased with me at the time right now. George Santos got himself the, uh, George Santos got himself pushed out of office, and and that's ultimately why he. Uh, George Santos got himself pushed out of office, and that's ultimately why he's no longer. Did you office. try to George get your, did, did you did you try to get your job back by offering up a ten thousand dollar check as a form of some kind of a bribe? No, I don't. I don't know what what, what you're referring to. Oh, okay. Well, there was some reporting that said that you gave a ten thousand dollar check to him, and that you then took it back and deposited it into your congressional campaign. No, no, I don't. My congressional campaign records are public records. Did you did you try to in, did you try to inappropriately touch George Santos? Is that true, Derek? What I no, I did not. Oh God, no. George isn't my type. You know, George needs to lose about a hundred pounds, and he needs to uh, get maybe some hair work done, and then maybe I would have entertained George. George actually did quite the opposite, or I did quite the opposite. George actually touched me, and I had no interest in in in, in soliciting George or being a part of George, and that's ultimately what led to George's uh, my complaint against George. George acted inappropriately. He he is the reason why the American people have a slim majority. George is the only reason uh, he lied. He couldn't, he didn't have to lie. He so didn't just have to straight, lie just straight up, Derek, I mean, you never tried to bribe or touch George Santos. This wasn't, this wasn't something more than an FBI op or something. This, this wasn't like a quest for love. I mean, don't take it personally. I'm doing my job here. You're running for Congress, no, I, so you've got to be open I, to I, answering I, I these questions. Your job. No, George, George is a disgusting human being. He's not attractive whatsoever. He's 100 pounds overweight, and he's losing his hair. Uh, I would not have entertained George or touched him, as my grandmother would say, with a 10-foot pole. So I'm sure that you can understand, being involved in politics, why I have to ask these questions, right? I mean, this is this is journalism, because you know we've been told about a lot of these things that obviously haven't come to the forefront. And we looked at your Twitter account, didn't see any posts on X about any of this. So... Um, you know, you, you call George Santos fat and disgusting. Isn't it true that you were a fat, bald guy before you got a toupee and liposuction? I've never had liposuction in my life. Oh, okay. Well, what do you want to tell the people of Ohio and, and why you think that they should send you to Congress and, and trust that you're not going to go there and disrupt everything? Like apparently there seem, I mean, seems to be a lot of chaos around you. So, so there is a lot of uh, of chaos in this election. There's 11 of us in this race. So as you can imagine, everyone's vying for this seat. Things are coming out of the woodworks against everyone. That simply is true or not true. This is the biggest race that this congressional district has ever seen. My voters know I'm in the slim uh, majority. There's 11 of us. There's four of us polling in the margin of error. I'm within that margin of error. I meet with the voters every day. It's just why I was a few minutes late getting into the studio here to meet with you. It's because we were out talking with voters. Uh, you know, we're going to see a, an extreme win. And even if uh, I do not uh, come ahead in that, uh, it's going to be a great representative from our district in Congress. I am pretty confident it will be me. Uh, my people know uh, what they 
uh, want. They know that I'm a watchdog. There's a difference between me and my opponents. My opponents are focused on national issues. And national issues are very important. When you go to Congress, you're part of that dialogue and you have to vote on those things. But I'm going to tell you exactly what I tell my people. And this is why my people are voting for me. This is why we see our donations growing. They're small donations because we have the top five poorest counties in our state. So uh, when we see that, uh, we, we know that uh, we've got a lot of work to do. My people aren't able to give much, but when they do, it's very helpful and very thankful. And uh, it, it furthers our campaign a little bit. But I've got five counties. I have got a county that doesn't have running water. I've got 1,400 people that don't have water in their homes. I got a jail that is plagued, uh, jails in, in all my counties that are plagued with uh, people who are uh, trying to detox or that belong in mental health wards. They do not belong in jail. The sheriffs tell me that they need funding to get them re-up. I have 40,000 homeless veterans living on the streets of the country that they were prepared to die for, and we're sending billions of dollars and proposed money over to Ukraine? Absolutely not. I'm not voting for a single dollar in foreign aid. I'm not voting for a $200 bridge in Florida, or excuse me, $200 million bridge in Florida, unless my people have what they need. So if I'm going to go to Congress and disrupt Congress, it's going to be for my people. My people are going to be what my focus is. They can have my vote on their bill for their bridge in Florida, and they may have my vote for some foreign aid, but only when I have 40,000 homeless veterans off the streets of the country that they were prepared to die for, and only when my grocery stores, I have a county that doesn't have a hospital, I've got roads that aren't even paved, I've got one road, i got one county right now that doesn't have salt trucks. Uh, my people know the issues that are important to them, and I hate this phrase, kitchen table issues. I don't like to use that word, it's overused, it's trite, it's cliche, but that's exactly what these, this is. These are back yard issues. These are things that people in Southern Ohio are lacking. Some of them don't even have access to internet. And all over the country, quite frankly. I mean, that's what's happening across America everywhere, because everybody that's in Congress is bowing down to their paymasters in Israel. Uh, we, well, hope, it, we hope that you won't do that if you get there. And no more spying, of course please. Not. Uh, you heard it from him. Derek Myers, thank you so much for being here. More of the Stu Peter Show continues in 60 seconds. Go nowhere. Do you know if you're getting enough magnesium? Yeah, because four out of every five Americans just aren't. And that's a big problem because magnesium is involved in more than 300 biochemical reactions in your body. So today I wanna talk to you about the most common signs to look for that could indicate you're magnesium deficient. Listen carefully to the end because I have a special offer happening right now and this could be exactly what you need. Here we go. Are you irritable or anxious? Lots of people probably would say yes. Do you struggle with insomnia? Uh, In current times, who isn't? Do you experience muscle cramps or muscle twitches? Do you have high blood pressure? Are you sometimes constipated? I mean, there are just dozens of symptoms of magnesium deficiency, and these are just a few of the most common ones. And here's what people don't know. Taking magnesium, just any magnesium supplement, won't solve your problems because most supplements use these cheap kinds that your body can't use or absorb, and that's why I exclusively recommend Magnesium Breakthrough. Why? Well, it's the only full-spectrum magnesium supplement with the seven most critical and unique forms of magnesium that your body can actually use and absorb. All Bioptimizer supplements are best in class. Now, if for some reason you feel differently, you get a full refund, no questions asked. They're so confident they offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. Magnesium is extremely important. Go to magbreakthrough.com slash Peters. Again, magbreakthrough.com slash Peters. And use Stu Peters till you get extra gifts with your purchase, up to two travel-sized bottles of Magnesium Breakthrough. So act fast. It's a limited time offer. Again, magbreakthrough.com slash Peters. 
Friends, I've got some alarming news. I've learned that over 70% of the power lines in our country, America, are over 25 years old, with many approaching the end of their typical 50 to 80 year life cycle. This will have severe consequences for our communities and our families, leaving us completely vulnerable to both power outages and cyber attacks. Coupled with the increasing number of major natural and manufactured disasters that our country is expected to experience in the future, it's no surprise that many Americans are searching for a safe and reliable alternative to traditional generators. Solar power generators are the only way to go, and solar power generators from Goal Zero offer a quiet, fume-free, reliable source of power. They're safe, they're portable, they're maintenance-free. A Goal Zero generator is ideal for all kinds of things, emergencies, camping, off-grid living. Don't wait for these people to manufacture another disaster. Go to survivalistscoop.com slash Peters to secure your family's safety right now. That's survivalistscoop.com slash Peters. I have an urgent message for gun owners from Vanish Holsters, and I hope it doesn't upset you, but after February, you're not going to hear me talk about the world's most comfortable holster and the amazing deal that I've been running with them. For 10 months, I've been telling you that this holster will change your concealed carry life forever. I've been telling you that this is the holster that finally helps you get rid of the excuses that you have for not carrying all day, every day, everywhere that you go. And for the past few months, I've been telling you, hey, we have a special chance to help my viewers get this amazing deal on this crazy comfortable holster. But that all ends at the end of this month. I'm sad to see it end. I know you will be too. So if you want to use my special link to get this ridiculous deal on this holster, complete with an unconditional money-back guarantee, go to vnsh.com slash stew. Again, that's vnsh.com slash stew. Remember, this holster is widely considered the most comfortable holster in the world. It works with 99% of modern firearms, carries two extra mags, and works with absolutely any clothing or no clothing because of the built-in belt. And this is the last time that I'll be talking about Vanish and their special deal. So go grab it before it's gone. Go to vnsh.com slash stew to claim this deal before it's too late. Again, that's vnsh.com slash stew.